Hello, and welcome to the Diverse Leader Podcast, the show where we explore the many dimensions of diversity and how they shape our world. I'm your host, Gareth Mutema, and I'm excited to embark on this journey with you. Welcome to another episode of the Diverse Leader Podcast. Today, the topic is how do diverse leaders deal with cultural strongholds that limit progress? It's a big topic today. Cultural strongholds, such an important topic, especially when we look at our diverse individuals, especially the black communities that I come from. There's so many cultural strongholds that people have to deal with. And this month, we're celebrating Black History Month. So I've got two of my sisters here that I will introduce shortly. And the theme for those who are following Black History Month is saluting our sisters. So it's quite uh, appropriate so uh, that I bring my family into this. And um, as the first guest to my podcast, so absolutely excited about uh, what we're going to discuss and how uh, this will go. So I hope you tune in. I hope you um, turn the volume on and just uh, enjoy the ride today as we explore uh, this topic on cultural strongholds. So in my family, hierarchy is so important. So we'll start by introducing uh, my older sister, and then after that, my younger sister. You can introduce yourself as well. Go ahead. Thank you, Gareth. So my name is Wongai Mutema. I am a local government lawyer. Hi, I'm Janice. A little sister, I'm an agency lead uh, in a market research um, consultancy. Oh, welcome. So how are you feeling today? Are you excited to be on your brother's podcast? Oh my gosh, we've been dragged <laughs> into it. We, I mean, I think the word you called us was guinea pigs. Yeah. Guinea pigs. Yes, indeed. Precisely. Anything yeah. for you though. But... Anything for me, that's great to know. So um, I mentioned in one of my episodes, uh, second episode actually, a mind over feelings. Mm. And I talked about I've got a great support network and I said yeah. I've got a great family behind me. So I guess I was speaking about you guys essentially um, we, we, we do love you we love what you're doing with the podcast yes well we're done. really excited to be here we, we will bound to you but we are very excited and proud yes thank you gareth oh brilliant thank you thank you for um allowing yourselves <laughs> by force <laughs> to come on and um we can just delve into this topic so i think the first question i have for you guys is uh, you've mentioned a bit about or briefly your titles of what you do I want to know a bit, a bit more than that. Uh, so having me as your brother, how has been the past 30 odd years uh, having to deal uh, with me? And, um, and, and how can you go into just the environment you grew up in? So, that, you know, you can, the, the listeners would want to know a bit more. Yeah, yeah I, I obviously am the oldest. So I, when you're born... I'd already done two years of living in this world. Of course, so of course. I've got a lot more experience than you, mate. Um, but then, yeah, it's... It's, 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 it's a lot of unpacking. We have a lot of It's going to be family, family feud in a minute. Yes, but no, it's, it's been absolutely a great delight to have a yes. brother. I think you are our one and only brother. So we're very, I think, I can speak for Janice as well. We're very overprotective mm. over you and mm. wanting to see you thrive. And you haven't disappointed 
disappointed us on, on that front. But growing up, I remember always trying to get you in, in line. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Those yes. Yes. And I guess because, I'm quite not to say about that. Yeah. Because quite honestly, when we're in school, especially when we're, when we're in primary school, mm. you operated quite differently. You didn't, you didn't like the structural often. school. Yeah. I think the structure yeah. of school as we knew it back then was mm. quite, yeah, it wasn't for you. Mm. You wanted to be outdoors. You wanted to be playing outside. Mm. And I remember your first day of school. I'll never forget oh, that yes. day because you just started your first day and I'm in class. I was in the third grade or year three, as we call it in the UK. Okay. And I think about 11 o'clock. Not so literally. We just start, after we left, drop off. <laughs> school starts at nine. Yeah. 11, I see Gareth is on the door of my class. And he was like, uh, and you were like, um, excuse me, can I see my sister one guy? <laughs> and I, I will never forget that day because I literally cried. I just, oh, I, it was such, a, it was so sad. And then mm. the next thing I remember as well, and we'll never forget is when, you just walked out of a test during a test. You just decided. Oh, wow. I <laughs> didn't know you were going to drop that. <laughs> the, the dirty laundry. The dirty out. laundry. Wow. You know, yeah. I'm going to come out, you know. So, but I'm, so I'm saying yeah. this to, to, to just maybe highlight the fact that, yeah, you've, you're one of those people who, who, who has always wanted to be free. Mm. free and, and you've learned you learn differently mm. and I think in back then it was viewed as you know you're being stubborn and yes, you're sorry. you're you know you, yeah you, you were just in this category of oh he's the special. unruly child <laughs> the special child who doesn't concentrate in class yeah. but when I look at it now and the way you move even in the in the in your careers, yeah. you you've always wanted to experiment, yeah. you know, yeah. to do things differently. Entrepreneurial, yeah. Entrepreneurial you know, mm. you you are just that kind of person, and I think yeah, yeah. I appreciate you for that. Thank you, thank you for um, breaking down those some of those struggles uh, that uh, I've faced all my life. I reckon, culturally, because uh, you're right, I, I I've never been someone who's enjoy being boxed in mm. um, and in most areas I've worked in there's a premise of you need to follow these rules you need to but I'm more of a, if it's if, if I if I feel trapped I will I will move right um, mm. I, will, I won't stand and be unhappy and I, I always give it a go mm. I think that's where I give myself credit uh, but anyway it became about me, but this was about you. Um, and um, I hope Janice can do a bit more justice and delve into who is Janice and are they probably sensible guys highlight to some cultural strongholds? Are there any strongholds that you think you faced growing up? And um, mm. before we go into the nitty gritty of what we're talking about today, yeah, no, I I, I wanted to just to just add actually that you know growing up because we are. Not far in age, I think, versus you me and Bondi. Yeah. Um. So I I feel like we were, um, we were we were closer in a sense of we enjoyed a lot of the same things, things yeah. and and mm. TV, and mm. also we can't 
not talk about the don't, wrestling. Don't talk about the wrestling. <laughs> I, I knew that was <laughs> And, you know, the WWE yeah. in the, in the <laughs> ring of the, the four yeah. corners of the bed. How you didn't lose your neck. <laughs> How I didn't I lose still my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. But I got you yeah. back in other ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we'll get into absolutely. that because I don't, I don't want to be cancelled. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, we'll get uh, social yeah. services up here and say, well, let's, let's retrospectively correct this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but oh, actually right, yeah. going into mm-hmm. strongholds i was just listening um and i just thought actually i'm experiencing a stronghold right now oh right because when we started we said hierarchies yes and yes. hierarchies is a mm. cultural stronghold. culture wow. it means the the certain things that the oldest has to start, the oldest yes. has to leave. Wow. wow. And I'm just thinking, how have I translated that psychologically mm. as an individual wow. in the workplace? Wow. How has it affected my leadership skills yes. and wow. the things that I've done? So, you know, I'm kind of taken aback when I was... That is a revelation in that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. To see how that has affected me. And it's not just an our family thing. This is a African... Con, in a I, I don't think it's just African. I think yeah. most, most, even some of the Asian cultures yeah. and stuff, and 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 even if we break it down on a religious level, mm. um, in certain uh, maybe Muslim African cultures, or probably even across the board uh, to 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 Asia and stuff, you probably see similar things where the oldest person always gets the first say. Yeah. It all comes as that respect your elders. Yeah. yeah. But there's this element of, uh, there's a stronghold in that, that you can never be or say what you need to say. Yes, exactly. Or when you do get the opportunity, mm. are yeah. you going to have the confidence to, to, say, to say it? So how does that translate? So I was, I'm just interested in how that translates on a practical level. How would you, how would you explain that? I think for me, and I guess there are different things that, um, attribute to that but I think for me it means I take a second more delay or a few seconds delay before speaking out you know I process things a lot slower I I think I remember actually and this is crazy that it's all coming back but we were on holiday um, one guy, I don't know if you remember. When is this? Uh, um, when you went on your girl, girls? Went on a girls' holiday, yeah, which yeah. we did reach out. To yeah, and then I was left out. That's another <laughs> thing as well, anyway. Yeah, so, and we was we set. It was yeah. um, us and uh, Tendo was there. Uh, one of one our of sisters, friends, yeah. uh, sister friend, um, and we were talking to another gentleman, and mm. he was watching how we were taking turns at talking. Okay. And he said. You know, oh, so is is she talking first because she's and why is she that talking first? One guy was talking first. Yeah, or, or why? <laughs> oh, right. But it's not that. It, it well, just naturally. It's then not that I couldn't out, come yeah. first. I couldn't talk first or whatever. But naturally, that's what happened. Right. So I think for me, um, the way that it's translated is that it does take me a lot longer to own that I can speak up mm-hmm. first. That I can object yeah so, so so does that then limit your progress where you sometimes have something to say but maybe you both have the same idea because you're waiting or guy for example says this first or someone older than you that you give mm. that courtesy because culturally oh let the elders speak first they then steal your thunder 
Yeah, I think the question probably is that, okay, maybe if I explain it a little bit more. So I, as a, as an older sibling, as your older sibling, mm. if, if somebody comes to speak with us or asks a question, mm. I automatically mm. feel inclined to, to say something, mm. especially when I'm with you, Janice. Mm. When I'm with, when it's us three, mm. I automatically expect Gareth to say something mm. because he's the guy. Interesting. Mm. You yeah. see, so it, it's another element. So mm. when Gareth is there, I rely more on him to mm. be the one speaking. Mm. When I'm the only one there and it's just you and me, Janice, I automatically take the responsibility of speaking out. Mm. When we were younger, obviously, I would then just automatically be the, the your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then I think when we're in the work space, I, I actually don't feel like I, I speak out. There are the players that you've now given room. Yes. Yeah, so the same way. so I would probably go on to the fact that, yeah, if there's somebody older than me in a work, mm. in a work space, I tend to give way yeah. to them. And, and, and do you think going now back, we're now going back to the core of the question. When you're now in the office mm. as a leader, um, you know, as a lawyer, you know, what's the, what's the makeup of, the people you work with, is it 50-50 split, male and female? Is it uh, an all-female team or environment? Um, and are you the youngest in that, in, that, in, in, that, in that environment as well? And mm. do you then bring in your culture of respect the elders that you are then almost limited in being or expressing your views in that working environment? I, I, I'm very fortunate, to be honest, because my team is an all-women's team. Right. Um, and I used to be the youngest in that team, but I'm no longer the youngest, mm-hmm. but I used to be the youngest. And I, my cultural norm of respecting elders was very much prevalent when I was, you know, in that team. Yeah. still is. So I respect my managers and thankfully mm-hmm. my... Yeah, my managers are older than me, so it's easier for me. So um, they're older, I respect them, but I've never really, if I'm honest, I've never really felt that my, I couldn't speak. Yeah. But I know there's a protocol for me to speak, Mm. basically, but I've never felt like my voice is un, is not un, Mm. yeah, it's not heard. I've always felt listened to, Mm. but I'm trying to think of a, a time if I were to be in a leadership role mm. as a, you know, as a woman who's got, you know, a Zimbabwean background yeah. and my, the person I'm managing or the team or part of the team I'm managing or people in my team, I, if they were younger than, if they were older well, than Well, you've me. got secretaries that, well, you know, I don't know what you call them, that help you with the binders and, you know. The, the bundles and stuff. The bundles yeah. and, you know. Yeah, so, so how do you, you're still leading in terms of your, oh, yeah, you know. So you, yeah. you've got people under you. Yeah. That's yeah. Important. That so, are older. Yeah. Are so maybe older. that are older as well. So now mm. this is a sense now that I'm picking up that you think being a leader, it has to be, you, you almost like have to be just a CEO or have to be a senior manager. Yeah. But as a lawyer, and you've got so many people reporting and helping you with your cases to prepare to go to court and whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're, lead, you're leading. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. 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 How do you yeah. then deal with, that, with those individuals? Yeah. And are there any cultural strongholds that are limiting you to be effective when you're dealing with them? And because these people are older than you. Yeah. But, and yes, uh, preparing work for you. Yeah. Um, 
and your voice is it still heard in that case? You, I think it you know? is. Mm, and, I think um, I, I'm, I'm very blessed that it mm, is. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think that really plays a, a, a role. But I think if it was in a more, if I, if I was literally managing 18 mm. and it had older people mm. or people who are older than I was and they're like a, like, you know, like a solicitor's team, mm. I think maybe that would be quite challenging mm. because it would feel like I'm talking down to my mom. Yeah. Uh, and it would feel like I am correcting, you know, if, let's say something wasn't right. Mm. It would be very difficult. I think mm. it would be a whole dynamic shift. I would have to change mm. my, my thinking around that. Mm. Um, because I think so far mm. in my working career, all my senior managers have always been older. Yeah. Just right. naturally. Naturally. I see. It's interesting because in my work, we talk to um, agencies, marketing agencies, and help them have a more relational uh, relationship uh, rather than a transactional relationship. So business to business. Yes. And what we, what we really often talk to agencies about is that adult to adult relationship adult to child and I think where the way that we are raised is Mm. that person is an adult and you're a child yeah stick to your lane stick to your lane and the older you get that's a big stronghold and that's a very big stronghold Mm. because when we are in that office Mm. it's fair game what we're adults and no matter what same level playing field which is what I've struggled in my career is you know, I have to, I have to see that person just the same as me. Yeah. My, my mm. opinions and my thoughts, just as valid. they're just as valid. Mm. And even if I say something that doesn't make sense, mm. it's valid that I speak. Mm. So I think that is the, you know, that is the challenge that like you're saying. If you were, if you were leading a team of people who are older, because it doesn't matter because you're adult, mm. adult, adult, not adult to child mm. um, at, at, at any level. And we're, we all have the same goal. We want to get to X. So I think that is something that I'm seeing. And actually compared to you, uh, Bongai, I've worked um, in a lot of sort of male dominated industries. Although now I, I, you know, I would say it's quite a, a great balance or, maybe even more so a lot of women, you know, where I work. Right. Uh, so that's... And does that reflect in the very senior leadership, the boardroom? Yeah, the, the, there's more women than in, in, in the boardroom, not even in the boardroom, the leadership C-suite level, level than I've had in other... Exco level, like, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, because I was going to talk about um, something... Uh, I did an article a couple of years back um, for Biba. And uh, for those who know, who don't know uh, Biba, it's the British Insurance Brokers Association. And at that time, Steve White was still um, at the helm. They wanted us to reflect that we need to take action and now is the time for action. And what is it that is uh, stopping the industry from being diverse? It was why stale and pale, um, which was the headline common. So you touched on your industry being, you know, dominated by you know, females in leadership. Um, and Bogai, you mentioned 
it's almost like an all-women team, isn't it? Which is quite interesting. Because mm. um, in my industry, the insurance industry that um, I, I'm, I'm still in at the moment as well, there's uh, other things that I do. The insurance industry per se is not there yet, right? We still have that male-dominated typical guy from Essex or, you know, or, you know, the common names would be like, you know, Dave, uh, you know, these examples where people say, oh, Dave from, uh, you know, and there's no um, Olu or, you know, there's no Kwame, there's mm. no, you know, the Tinotendo or the, you know, the, the typical African or uh, Asian names that we normally hear interacting in London. Mostly because I'm based in London, so um, but there's still not that reflection in the boardroom. So it's quite interesting that your industry is in, in, in you know, in that consultancy, marketing consultancy area, and in, in your in that law local government. I don't know whether that's because it's local government, um, and whether that that's the culture within local government. But yet again, your senior lawyers and and your you know step the level up from where you are is that still the same it's the same for, for my um department department but um, uh, you know but then i think in general the legal industry the women are doing quite well relatively basically i think there's there's a lot of improvement right. in, in black you know black especially black female lawyers uh, yeah. lawyers i'm not sure if the, the same is or the same can be said about male black male black lawyers man, yeah. but I, I can certainly say that there's great improvement for for women lawyers because it's funny just sticking to industry specific law um i deal with quite a few lawyers um and um and i noticed that in in the in the law industry as you said there's not a lot of um black men uh, that are actually getting accepted in the bars and, you know, not a lot, really. I, I can I count. Agree. I agree. And then those that are there, they're almost like celebrity lawyers, you know, because it's almost, I feel, um, you know, this might be wrong, but I feel like they become celebrity lawyers. They, you know, yeah, they get the, the, the fashion deals. The, the, they're almost like, you're almost thinking, are they actually working? It's almost like the industry is so proud of them. <laughs> it puts them on this pedestal. Of, but, you know, maybe we're deviating a bit um, on, on, on cultural strongholds. But um, it's, it's just an observation that I've seen and maybe something that we need to talk about. There are some of uh, our ethnic uh, colleagues when they get the chance, are they then being put on a pedestal and used as an example of we have done it, we have them in, mm. um, and then they're given all the resources that that are not really available to everyone else. Wow. I mean, right? It's a topic that we can we can go into. But I just yeah, thought just, I'll, just I'll, to add I'll something on that because I I, I think. It's up to the individual as well who yeah, has been given that pedestal, that pedestal whether they're not, in. yeah, or not they're going to bring others in. And sometimes mm. it is voluntary. Like I, I know there's a, um, a vet on, on TikTok who's really, really popular, mm. but then, you know, a black vet, but there are not many vets. Yeah, 
capitalize on mm. being an influencer and, mm. and doing all of that because actually it's getting other people to go, mm. oh, if he can do it, then, you know, I need to work harder to, to do it. I think it depends it how... Depends, yeah. you know. And then another thing, when we do it, I feel like this is a, a topic that we need to explore, <laughs> but it's, it's actually getting more exciting than what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is when you are given the key as a doorkeeper, mm-hmm. right? You need to unlock the door for others to be able to come come in, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes, some of the um, us as, as, as ethnic leaders, when we are given the opportunity to come in, we're not necessarily handed the keys. We're just let in, and we don't mm-hmm. bother to ask for a spare key so that we can be able to bring in the people. So you you are given the platform, but you're not given the authority to be able to carry your people in with you. And that um, is something that I've noticed yeah. that I've been able sometimes to break barriers and get into certain rooms. And then when I try and bring people in, people shut the door. Mm. Not for me, mm. but there will just, there will, there will be excuses. There'll be reasons. There'll be not qualified, not this, uh, may, maybe point them in that direction or point them in that direction. I remember I asked help from someone, like I want to be like you and, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, I want to be in your position. And then they said, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? <laughs> how is, how, when we talk about mentorship, when we talk about helping each other, pulling each, each other up as ethnic individuals, you need, when, when, when someone reaches out, give them at least, if you can't help them then, be honest about it, but point them in a air direction mm. where I, they can pick up and, and move so um, as I said God, this is this is getting get more juicy yeah. than that I mean I, I know how to link this back too because yeah. it's a cultural stronghold how people handle yeah. having um, power mm. and true. having um, having made it mm. a certain mm. you know cross the barriers that mm. you know their you know you know, people where they come from haven't, haven't even passed. So sometimes it's only one person can, only one of us can get in. Yeah. So you, you know, you can't, but also then um, another element is. Oh yeah, like the, the thought of, I can only get in. And if I bring everyone. Like in, I, I, I had to work hard. To, yeah, 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 yeah. So why, why you do, why you. Do your own hard do work. Your own do hard your work. own hard work. Don't, don't, don't. But that yeah. is the wrong attitude actually. Yeah. you breaking the barriers and making it. And if someone is asking, how have you done it? It shouldn't be, if, it, if, if it's hard to, to, to follow the route, if you tell someone, they're still going to have to go through the hard route, yeah. but they just know what to avoid and what, you know, yeah. they just, they, they just, just skip. Them. Yeah, you're just leading them in yeah. the right direction, right? So they just, don't, they don't have to fall down all mm. the time. Mm. They, yeah. they meet new challenges. Yeah. But leading someone Exactly. Into and the frame when you know to for them to avoid certain, you know, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And then the other flip side of that is um people we don't need we also don't need to wait for somebody to give us the buck mm. in order to get there. Mm. So even if that person mm. didn't give you the, the advice yeah. what have you we can still break those barriers mm-hmm. without having somebody give us a hand if yeah, that makes yeah, any yeah, sense yeah, so i think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i think that's absolutely correct because when i look at my career journey and where i am now 
I know for sure it was because there were people who had already made it. So black women like, you know, like me, who believed in me enough to say, you know what, we're going to make that call, you know, Mm. or I'm going to, I'm going to speak to that manager in this law firm and ask. And, And for that reason, they just took a step. To, to open the door for for me. And I would, I'll go as far as to say the reason why I'm actually in this place is because somebody who didn't even know me, the only common commonality between this person and myself was just that we're, we're black, we're both black women. Yes. But she didn't have to do anything. Um, this wonderful lady, she didn't have to um, help me in any way. There wasn't any uh, relationship in terms of were we related? No. You know, the only thing was that we were both Zimbabwean and, and, and you know, and we had a common mutual um, friend. Yeah, friend yeah. So not even friend, but her friend was my aunt. Yeah. And, and yeah, so other than that, there was nothing that could have, yeah, she, could, she, she didn't have, she didn't owe me anything. That's what mm. I'm but trying I to think say. She helped to break the strongholds she, for you because yes. you, I think, us anyway, as, as black individuals seeking work and trying to make it in the UK, which most will say in the diaspora from where we were born, um, we don't know because of our culture how to ask for help. Mm, that's a stronghold, right? Now. And that is the, 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 the root of most of our problems. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We have pride. Mm-hmm. A lot of pride, yeah. Yeah. Um, or if, if people do ask for help, it comes from sort of like a self-entitlement. Self-entitlement, yeah. Thing like, and then you've got to help you've me. You've got to help me. And then it becomes pressure on the other person who need, who, who's got the resources. Yeah. Um, and, and also, there's, a, there's an obstacle to which we need to mention as well, that if you are pursuing a career, you need to come correct as well. Mm. You, there's a responsibility on you mm. to 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 come correct, to have a nice nicely done CV, yeah. <laughs> to present work well, hard. to work hard, um, so that you're mm. worth, yeah. you know, yeah, be humble mm. and uh, you know, and do your pull your pull up your weight, mm. because sometimes people want to help, but then they have had such bad experiences mm. that they've now shut the door because they're like, you know, if I help these people, <laughs> my fa- mm. help my fellow people, they're gonna embarrass me and it's going to go badly. So I think the responsibility is definitely both ways. But I, I just wanted to add the fact that if you have made it in a certain career, honestly, it is a, a responsibility of yours to ensure if, if that's what you're inclined to do, that you open up the door for others or let others in if let you've got that, in. that authority. Yeah. And if you don't have that authority to ask for it, as you said, I think that's really powerful mm. because I, I can, I've come across a, a number of, um, not a number, but a few who I, I, I reached out to and asked for help and they, and, and they didn't, they didn't want to, it, it felt like they didn't want to, they didn't see me um, as someone who probably was worthy of that help at that mm. time, maybe mm. because I was less experienced, I didn't have any experience. But then yeah. the thing is, mm. You need the experience. You need somebody to give you the first experience in order for you to have the experience to apply yeah. for the job that needs experience. Yeah. So yeah, you so, actually. Yeah. Sorry, go. No, I was I was going to say you know breaking these strong cultural strongholds means you need to let others in. You need to lose your pride. 
Mm-hmm. You need to be humble, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you need to start small. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And some some of our cultural um, biases or whatever strongholds are saying you can't work in Burger King. No, you just you, you, you've got a degree. Wow. So go and just work. As a manager, man, you've got a master's degree. Don't settle for anything less. <laughs> but actually, in life, brick by brick, one step at a time, and then you make it. And you can only work as at Burger King or whatever, or a small office or making tea for whatever, only for a season. Mm. As you prepare yourself to actually get where you need to get. That's so powerful. Can I add on that? Because... I I remember vividly when I started to do, um, when I was doing my law school and I was doing a part-time job as a carer yeah. or support worker in a residential care home with people who are suffering from, not suffering, people with learning difficulties. Yeah. I remember just thinking, how does this connect mm. to to who I'm going to, to be, be or to the, to the lawyer yeah. that I'm pursuing to be. Yeah. I'm not saying being a support worker is bad or being a carer is bad or working in a, a care home is bad. What I'm saying is sometimes when you've got a career goal mm. and you do that, you're like, how, how is it, if I do it, how is it gonna, going to connect? Mm. But if I tell you that I don't think a job, whatever job you do, it will never be wasted. Mm. If you work in a call center and I worked in a call center, mm. you're developing listening skills, mm. which are very much useful in any professional job. Mm. If you work in Tesco's, you have customer service skills. Mm. That will be absolutely helpful if you're going to be dealing with clients. Mm. Being able to understand people or deal with people from different backgrounds. In Tesco, you're meeting everybody. You're meeting the whole world in Tesco. So that's, there's no job that's not necessary. What I, you know, cleaning, I was a cleaner once. I did cleaning in Superdrug. And I tell you this, if I meet cleaners at work, I love them so much. I could respect, them. I respect yeah. them so much. You know, yeah. I, I'm friendly with them and, and I have a very good relationship with our cleaners at work. Mm. So it's because of that experience that I've had. The carer job that I did or the support work job that I did, I didn't know that it would automatically, not automatically, but it would really enhance my CV in as far as applying for a job to become a solicitor, a solicitor. A solicitor in right. adult social care and That's court right. protection. Do you understand? Because yeah. now I understand the issues, the issues on, you know, from a grassroots Absolutely. level. Absolutely. You, you know, somebody says, show me the care plan for this person who's suffering, uh, who has a, a learning difficulty or who's suffering from mental health um, disorder. I know what to look for in a care plan. I know what, exactly. Mm. So I know doctor's language. I know what, you know, Mm. I read, I can read doctor's handwriting. Absolutely. I did that when I was a mental health administrator. So Mm. every job that you do, Let's break that cultural stronghold to say, I don't do, because I know, I know African brothers and sisters. So this is where the show ends. Well, no, part two is coming up. Like, subscribe, share, tune in next week and you'll hear the rest of the episode and where we concluded. But a short summary of what we were talking about in this episode, you need to be able to let others in in order to break cultural strongholds. You need to lose your pride. You need to be humble. 
you need to be to learn to start small. One guy was talking about any job is a good job. You never know where those skills that you learn may lead you. So be a sponsor, open the doors for others, but give them the key to be able to pass on the same favor. Break those cultural strongholds.